When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Michael Reed on LMFM. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Michael Reed Show. This is Ken Murray with you today, tomorrow and Wednesday. Michael will be back with you on Thursday. So a very busy program this morning. As you probably heard in the news, the government will consider today whether to place the country back into a second lockdown. Now, the National Public Health Emergency Team, or NEFET, has recommended that all counties be moved to level five restrictions. Now, this comes on the back of revelations at the weekend that there were 613 cases on Saturday. There were 364 cases yesterday. So far in Ireland, there's been 38,032 cases overall. And uh, the death rate so far stands at 1,810. So if anything, things appear to be getting worse rather than getting better. So earlier on, I spoke to our political correspondent, uh, Sean Foe, and I began by asking him what exactly prompted the decision by Neffet to recommend to government a move to level five. So how it developed over the weekend was we obviously saw on Saturday more than 600 new cases of COVID for the first time in in a very long time, really, since the the very bad days of the virus earlier on in the year. And that prompted an emergency meeting of the National Public Health Emergency Team yesterday under the chairmanship of Dr. Tony Houlihan for the first time since July. Uh, that, That meeting lasted a number of hours. They obviously went through the declining situation, looked at all the different factors that they have been over the last while and came to uh, something of surprise recommendation it certainly caught government buildings on the hop that the entire country should move to the highest level of restrictions to level 5 which is essentially a return uh, to the full lockdown that we saw in March with people confined largely to their homes working from homes all in except for essential services so that came out last night in a, in a letter to the Minister for Health What's going to happen today then is that the leaders of the three coalition parties, the Taoiseach, the Taunashta and the Green Party leader are all going to meet with the CMO because they need to see, well, what what has been the escalation since Thursday? On Thursday, Nevet met and said all that needed to happen was a bit more restrictions on gatherings in the home, didn't even hold a press conference for it. And yet now there's been this major escalation. After that, the recommendation, whatever comes out of that meeting, will either be kicked to the Cabinet Subcommittee on COVID and this uh, steering group of departmental officials has been set up or go for a full Cabinet meeting to consider it. Normally, when a state agency has what might be classed as bad news to uh, announce to the nation, it sort of consults with government first and then a plan or a strategy is put in place. Uh, Did this news last night, did it escape by accident or did it escape by intent? 
I would think the latter. Uh, I, I don't think there was any accident in this uh, getting out to the public and it does speak to something of uh, a, a rift that has been emerging between Neffet and the government. The government's gone against their advice on a couple of occasions, never uh, massively big ones and, and with uh, consultation with them and that's partly what makes today so interesting. We can get into that later on. But clearly Neffet did want this to be known last night. Uh, it came as a bit of a bombshell to, to those in government buildings. They weren't expecting it certainly didn't think we were anywhere near that, even though everyone had the idea that, OK, we might be facing some further restrictions, particularly in the likes of Dublin and Donegal. So I don't think there was anything accidental about it. The fact that we're approaching what could be level five, is this causing any strain between the government parties on the basis that back in March and April, Leo Varadkar was Taoiseach, the country was getting a lot of praise because the Irish approach seemed to be cautious and sensible. But as the summer has moved on, uh, the country appears to be, if you like, moving backwards instead of forwards. And now Michal Martin is in charge. Uh, Some people might say that his handling, and particularly the handling of the issue by Stephen Donnelly, um, does not appear to have been, we'll say, as good as when we'd say Leo Varadkar was Taoiseach. Is that causing a bit of a strain between the governing parties? Uh, not so much a strain within them, but it certainly has been noted. And uh, the performance of Stephen Donnelly in particular has been criticised by his own party as much as anything else. There are those within Fianna Fáil who uh, probably had cause to be annoyed at him anyway, given that, they, that there are those who felt they deserved a ministership uh, ahead of him. I think where the strain is more likely to come is going to be between government and Neffet today, because this is probably the biggest decision this government has had to make. It's 100 days today since this was formed and they have had quite a lot of maladies in that time. But this will go ahead of all of them. In some ways, Micheál Martin and and Stephen Donnelly have been dealt a bit of a bad hand when we were in the situation where Leo Varadkar and Simon Harris found themselves in. Not a huge amount of people knew a massive amount about the virus. We were all learning about it on the fly. And people were a lot more pliant. They were a lot more willing to go along with things because people were scared and people didn't know exactly what this virus was. Now we know a lot more about it. People understand it in a way that we never would have thought possible even six months ago. Even the fact that if you go into a shop, everyone is wearing masks. If you've done that, if you've gone into a shop wearing a mask in January, you might have been arrested and now it's part of everyday life. So people are holding the government to a very different standard. And there are businesses and people who are working, people, for example, working in cafes and restaurants who will lose their jobs if we go to level five. And there's no other way to put it. They are obviously going to be less understanding, especially when they think that the virus is not spread in those situations as much as it is in household gatherings. So the mood has changed. I think it will be interesting to see how uh, Dr Tony Houlihan gets on the second time around, if you like, now that he has returned. He was widely praised the first time around. But coming out of lockdown and living alongside this virus is a lot harder than uh, than going into one in the first place. Well, now, we had a situation there some weeks back where Stephen Donnelly's, if you like, performance in terms of being on top of his brief in dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic was less than impressive. Uh, We've had the shambles over the leaving cert. Now we have this. Is this all, if you like, feeding into bad public perception of the government and the fact that Fianna Fáil has been taking something of a hammering in opinion polls in recent weeks? 
Definitely. Well, it's been calamity after calamity. It's been the, the one good thing for them is that every scandal has been moved on from quite rather quickly to be replaced by another one, which uh, it, in some ways is good and in some ways bad because you're dealing with then the mounting public perception. And that does damage public trust, which is the hardest thing about this, because if we are and if, if it is going into level five, you need public buy-in. You absolutely cannot do it unless people are going to be willing to. And that's the problem that we've seen with level two and three, that people aren't fully buying in. They're still having their parties. They're still going out and meeting too many people. So that is a a problem that will have a wider impact for the government, definitely. Have the business community been saying anything in the last uh, number of hours about uh, the implications of moving to level five? Well, there's been a general, and I think it's not just among the business community, but also among uh, ministers and politicians, there is a general reaction that this would destroy people. This would put businesses under. Uh, anyone I have spoken to who works in a sector that is likely to be affected, the morale is just in the absolute um, toilet, thinking that they have worked, they're uh, really, really worked very hard over the last while to get things back to some level of normal to try and make a little bit of money to be able to pay staff to be taking over and then facing this prospect of just being shut entirely when they've done everything humanly possible to try and avoid that. At the, at the cabinet table, I think there'll be quite a lot of division about this because any certainly no minister I've talked to in the last 12 hours wants to actually put in level five. They think the societal, the economic impact uh, is absolutely too big and that it will, for one, it'll entirely reshape the budget next week because you need to, to go and actually support people, but it will mean more people on the life register, more businesses going under. So it's going to be interesting to see when Tony Houlihan meets with uh, Varad Kermichal Martin and Eamon Ryan later, his reasoning behind this is going to have to be incredibly strong before it ever gets to the cabinet table and it will be robustly challenged then as well. Uh, Finally, Sean, and uh, let's assume we're going to move to level five. Uh, Does this have implications for the budget next week? 100%, 100%, yeah, it, it definitely will. I'd say uh, Pascal Donoghue and, and Michael McGrath were head in hand nearly reading this because while the budget was always going to factor in a massive amount of COVID support, it was not factoring in an immediate level five lockdown of the country. There was going to be money put aside for support for individual counties. We kind of thought that that's the way it was going. We would see more Donegal's perhaps or more Dublin than that we could manage it. In fact, that was the whole point of the roadmap. So you were really, in many ways, throwing the roadmap out the window if you go to a blanket level five across the country, even for counties that don't have a particularly high rate. And the budget is going to have to take account of that to a much greater extent than it would have otherwise if we do go to level five. There you go. That's our political correspondent, uh, Sean Defoe, there speaking to me earlier on. And apologies there for the occasional deterioration in the line. Well, to get a political perspective on this, I'm joined on the line right now by Aintu leader and TD from Meath West, uh, Pather Tobin. Uh, Pather Tobin, uh, the likelihood is we're moving to level five. Uh, I presume you're in agreement with this. Well, I'm not actually. I think this is a disaster, um, first and foremost. Um, I think that's obviously we have to be careful as a country. We need to do everything we can to reduce uh, this illness. This illness is a serious threat to people, uh, and we don't want to see a, a spike in numbers like we did back uh, in April. Uh, but I don't think this is the uh, proportionate, to be honest. Um, if you look at, for example, the NEFET used the number of 70 cases per 100,000 as the level in which they put Kildare, Offaly and Leash uh, into level three uh, a number of, of weeks ago. Now, half the counties in this state are below that level at the moment, um, including County Meath, which would mean that we would be jumping from level two to level five at a figure that was lower 
that put Kildare and Offaly into level uh, level three. Um, so I do think this, so on the information that we have, is disproportionate. One of the biggest issues I have here, Ken, with regards to the, the government approach to this, uh, is that there's no research at all into the cost in society in terms of mortality, morbidity, mental health, poverty, etc., of these restrictions. So when the government say that they're carrying out these decisions on the basis of evidence, it's clearly not the case because you, you, the government don't know the side effects of these decisions on the rest of society. And um, if you go back to um, the period of, of April when we went into lockdown first and you measure the statistics as they are today in comparison to April, uh, we have t- the death rate is 2.7% of what it was in April. And the hospitalization rate is 15% of what it was in April. The ICU level is 13% of what it was in April. And it's very clear that this particular wave is not the same as the last wave. Um, Now, I'm not saying that um, that there just needs to be uh, further restrictions in the future, but all I'm saying is that never haven't given the evidence to anybody, uh, as far as I can see, okay, but d- to show d- that it, it should. Let me interrupt you there, uh, Pather. There were 613 cases on Saturday. This is a phenomenal jump uh, in a country of this size. Surely the Neffet people are, if you like, engaging and studying the science and the trends over the last number of days and weeks. Surely they know best, and what they are simply doing is in the best interest of the public. Well, there's two things there. First of all, um, we were told that restrictions in in this country were necessary to stop the health service getting overwhelmed. That we were told to flatten the curve to protect the the health service so the health service could function. It's very clear that the health service is not overwhelmed at the moment. And the figures that I gave you there show that only a small, only about 10% of the cases uh, that are are in the health service now that were back in April. So that's the first case. The second case is... Um, if Neffets, uh, I have no doubt, are doing the best that they can, but they have a very narrow remit. Their job is to fight COVID. But the fact of the matter is, I'm a TD, I'm an elected representative of the people. Our job is to protect all elements of society. Now, so far in October, 2,000 people have got cancer, okay? So far uh, in October, 100 people have died of cancer. But that's just one illness in this country. I've spoken to doctors who have told me that the capacity has been taken out of cancer services, people's um, diagnosis and uh, um, treatment is being radically delayed. And as a result, just in cancer alone, there's going to be excess deaths by the end of this year. And I'm asking Neffet since last April, what research have they done with regards to the cost of this on the rest of society? And that doesn't even go into, you know, people with heart disease and stroke and mental okay, health but, issues. But, it doesn't go into the poverty sure. that's being caused sure. uh, with regards to these restrictions. Sure, and that's, that's another issue. But let, let's deal with this. Isn't the reality, whether we as a society uh, care to admit it or not, that this, despite the fact that the Irish people were behaving themselves back in April and May when there was an element of containment of the spread of the virus... Uh, a lackadaisical attitude seems to have creeped in in August and September. People are out and about, they're socialising, and whether we care to admit it or not, uh, the virus is spreading, and it's because of, if you like, a failure of our population to listen to the instructions coming from Neffet. Do you accept that? Well, I'll tell you, if you want to speak about failures here, I would ask the government, why is there a failure to track people who come through the airport into this country with regards, are they um, adhering to isolation? Why has there been a failure with testing and tracing since the start? You know, people have been, 
you know, the government have been talking about putting in fast, speedy testing and tracing since last April. It's still not there. Why was there a failure around the meat plants when we saw the resurgence in, in, in August and September around COVID? It was in the meat plants that we saw it first. And how come that the government didn't focus on, on the meat plants? Direct provision is another failure of government. The, the people in direct provision uh, weren't protected. And if you're talking about failure, the, we know that we've had to increase the level of capacity in ICU, in hospitals, uh, over the, the last uh, the summer period in an effort to have the capacity to deal with it this winter. And that doesn't seem to happen. If, if, if you look at the figures of ICU beds, they're lower now than they were last April. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine up north on Saturday and uh, he he is baffled as to why when we had the foot and mouth disease in 2001, we had an all-Ireland approach to containing the spread of that disease, but we don't seem to have an all-Ireland approach uh, to containing the spread of the virus. Has the time come uh, for Dublin and London to put their Brexit difficulties aside and treat Ireland as an island as a special case? Absolutely. The, the time for Ireland to uh, tackle COVID on an all-Ireland basis was last March 15th. Um, Ireland is an epidemiological unit. That means that the illness does not recognise any border and does not behave uh, with regards to the border whatsoever. So, in actual fact, the border becomes a, a threat to people's health in situations like this. And at the very start, the governments north and south should have planned funded and provided services on an all-Ireland basis with regards to uh, COVID-19. And indeed, the, the interesting thing is, typically we would expect the unionists in the north to, to be like, you know, resistant to this type of, of, of cooperation. But we had southern governments creating plans with regards to lockdowns, uh, etc., and not even consulting with the administration in the north of Ireland. And, and, and it's interesting that if you look at the counties worst affected outside of Dublin, there are the counties uh, of Donegal and Monaghan currently, which are obviously next to the north. It does not make any sense that this isn't happening on an all-Ireland basis. OK, Pather, I just want to put one final question to you, and I just want to change track here. We had uh, a scenario over the weekend where it emerged there was a third error in relation to the marking of the leaving cert results. I mean, what sort of stress and problems is this causing for students and parents, uh, many of whom have had to fork out money for third-level places for particular courses than they didn't get them and now they got the points and some of them won't be able to get the courses that they actually wanted in the first place. It's heartbreaking to be honest at this stage to see such a fiasco factory happen uh, in this government over and over again and obviously the education situation um, is, is the latest example of it and I, and I take no pleasure to be honest in, in, in highlighting this but you, I said back in, in, in June that we needed to proceed with the Leaving Cert as a, a, a seated exam uh, rather than an exam that was uh, had predictive grades, because with predictive grades, you're going to have a very, very difficult outcome. And it was a dog's dinner, because even the predicted grades that we have now are no way what was designed originally. They have morphed and changed a good deal uh, in the interim. Um, and here we are now, we find out that a, a large number of students, maybe 6,500 students, have had their grades reduced. Those people maybe now in, in courses that they didn't necessarily want or they weren't their preferred courses. They may be in locations and universities have spent out massive money on education um, and have spent money on, on college uh, tuition, uh, etc. And now they may have to up sticks and go to another part of the country. And that's, you know, there'll be another cohort of people who will have now received their preferred course, 
but their preferred course won't be available to them until next year. Right. Um, and we also found out that many, many, um, very quickly, students, Pella, yeah. many students have had their courses, their, their, their figures increased, and nobody wants to see them reduced. But the fact is that disadvantages all the rest of the students as well. OK, it all sounds like a political and administrative uh, mess. We leave it there. That's uh, Pather Tobin, to leader and party TD for Meath West. OK, if you want to get in touch, by the way, our WhatsApp and text number is 086-1800-658 or you can phone us on 1850-715-958. More to come. We'll take a break. Michael Reed on LMFM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.